Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are speaking with Adrian Starks, and Adrian is a professional podcaster, voice narrator, and speaker. You're going to hear the voice narrator when he speaks. Adrian is known as the champion of conversation. He is the host of a thriving and influential podcast, Your Purposeful Life. He is also a speaker, narrator, writer, and entrepreneur. And during this episode, we talk about the power of our failures, the lessons that we are learning, and how often these blocks are a redirection to the path that we are actually supposed to be on. And we also dive into the power of connections, our personal truth and message, and tapping into our authentic voice and story, which is so incredibly important. We are here for a very specific sacred contract, all of us are, and it's our job to find and live our most purposeful life. This is such a beautiful episode. Oh, it's so good to see you again. How are you? It's, oh, you know what? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you. I am great. Thank you. I am thrilled to have you on my show for a change because I was on yours. I don't even know. I left track, but yes, it was such a great conversation. So I'm just thrilled to have you here today. Would you mind just sharing a little bit with the listeners as to who you are? Yes. So I am Adrian Starks. I'm the host of Your Purposeful Life podcast that is downloadable on any podcast platform. I've been around for a minute. So I'm a speaker, narrator, voiceover artist, and writer. Entrepreneur as well, too. So those are my those are my things that I love to do and I spend my time putting my energy into. Mm. What's a voiceover artist? You have the voice. Like, I just love your voice. So what does, <laughs> what does it, I know I do. What does a voiceover artist do? Like, what do you do with that? Narration. So there's someone that wants us to narrate their audiobook, to put bring their audiobook to life. I do that. There's mm-hmm. voiceover acting. There's also children's books that I'm known for as well. I get calls from that saying, hey, can you do our children's book? And I'm like, of course I can. So I have variations of things I can do with my voice um, that can really come across to people in a unique way that makes them feel very inspired and very happy. Mm, I love that. And is it something that you have always been able to tap into or when did you find that as a strength for you? That's a great question. I've always had the ability to talk since I was a young kid. Mm -hmm. I was that person that was in the room just full of energy. My mom used to, my nickname was Motor Mouth when I was a younger kid, when I was, (laughs) I wouldn't stop talking. And I was that little kid that when they had people over, like neighbors or friends over for dinner, my mom would say, hey, Adrian, go out there and talk to them. And I would just keep them occupied. So from day one, I knew that I had really an ability to be able to talk to people. But the voice developed when I got in middle school. The voice got a little bit lower. And then as I started reading more and articulating and doing poetry, my voice became more precise in how I pronunciate things and how I use it. And I didn't really start hearing about my voice being like possibly of in the realm of voiceover um, narrations and speaking until I worked in a call center for about eight years. Oh, I worked in a children's call center. And every time I would be on a phone call, <laughs> especially if I would call someone, they would answer the phone. They were like, oh, you're a real person. I thought you were uh, the voice message system. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have some people say, what are you doing there? You're you're in your wrong line of work. You know, uh-huh. your your calling is somewhere else. You need to get out of there. And I kept hearing that a lot. And, and after a number of times people say things, it begins to seep into you. Mm-hmm. And you begin to, whether it's negative or positive, you know, you begin to think about it and you begin to reflect on it. Thank goodness it was positive. I decided that, you know, maybe I should give this a try. Maybe I should explore realms of speaking. Where do I go with it? 
how do I use it? So I started speaking on stages. I started speaking in schools. And I realized that I just had the knack for it. And then I started doing the podcast about three years ago before podcasting got really popular. Mm -hmm. And people were saying, hey, keep doing that. This is good. This is what you're really good at doing. And I hosted some radio talk shows too. So I was just all around the place. I love that. And so when you started three years ago, is your has your podcast been, um, tell everyone first off about your podcast. Yes. So the podcast is Your Purposeful Life. Mm-hmm. And it is a really about purpose. And purpose is not a one-size-fits-all approach for anyone. And I find that through life, we forget what our purposes are. And a lot of times we can reshape our purpose along the way if we decide that this path no longer works for us. But I believe in the great quote that really always inspired me by the, um, I believe he was a Scottish philosopher named Thomas Carlyle. And he said that a person without a purpose is like a ship without a rudder. You're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to float around, spinning around, hoping the currents of life take you somewhere. And that quote always inspired me. So when I started the show, I wanted the show to be about this guiding factor for people. Mm -hmm. And I would bring multiple people on like yourself who have found a way to really use their purpose to help serve the planet. And I felt like by doing that and also sharing the human mess, the human journey, that people would say, oh, I need to get back and revisit my purpose. What was that? Why did I drop it down? Mm -hmm. How can I reshape it, reform it? And that's why I decided with the show. But the show started out first as the Purposeful Life show. And when I first started out, I wasn't as clear about my message as I am now. And this is just what happens over time. You start getting good at things and you start really honing in on what you really want this thing to be visually. Yeah. When I first started out, I wanted to just interview people. And so it was a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs. I still interview them from time to time, but that was the main focus. And what happened was over time, I began to, I don't know, I just lost interest. And the interviews, I just wasn't as inspired about getting up and interviewing someone. Like when I was, I had you and Marsha, I was inspired. I got up, I was like, I'm going to interview Marsha today. I'm happy about this. <laughs> we had such sure a great combo. My, my best behavior here, you know? And I really felt like I wanted to be a part of that conversation, which comes across to the guests that are listening, the audience. They feel that, that genuine sense of energy. That show, the Purposeful Life show didn't have that. And I felt like it just had this thing of, you come here, you get the answer for purpose. And I was like, no. So after speaking with my team about it, I have to give them a shout out, Shireen and Jordan. We thought about what the title should be next. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I wanted to have purpose. And they said, yeah, we'll keep that. But how about your purposeful life? I said, hmm, let me think about that for a second. Your. One word makes all the difference in the world. So your now is about the listeners. Mm-hmm. What do you want to gain from this conversation that we're having today? What can you take from it? What can you use in order for you to become better as a person, as a partner, as a friend, in a relationship, in business, however you choose? There's something in that conversation that can be that spark for you. It's not going to be the answer, but it can be the catalyst for something that can change your life. So that's what the podcast was for. And I really wanted to bring people on who are not just talking about results. We get that a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I wanted to bring people on that were talking about the causes of their results mm-hmm. and the fact that they are human, the fact that they do have flaws, the fact that they do face barriers and challenges, because that's just being a human being. And we live in a world right now, Marsha, where you know, on social media, everyone's perfect. Everyone tries to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And this perfectionism syndrome is really getting people caught up in what is impact versus popularity. And that's what I've noticed. It's a lot of popularity going on, but it's not much impact. People are more concerned with how many followers do I have? How many people? I, mean, I want to be an influencer. Why do you want to be an influencer? What does that really mean? You just want people to follow you and to, to like what you're doing mm-hmm. so you can make money off of them? Or do you really want to serve people in a way because you've built a skill set for it that allows you to receive the energy back from them because they trust you, they like you, and they want to work with you? That's what I feel. Yeah, I love all of that. There's a couple of things that hit for me when you were sharing that. And as soon as you change the purposeful life to your purposeful life, without even realizing it, when I was listening to your words, I mean, I love NLP backgrounds. I love words and understanding words. Mm -hmm. But it's so interesting because you then invited the listeners to be part of it as opposed to teaching and talking at them. And I think 
Um, I'm just using that as an example because I think that happens a lot on social media, right? Like we, you want to, if you want to build any kind of community, you have to give them a reason to engage and be part of. Like nobody wants to be taught or talked at, even if the end result's still the same. Like they're still learning something, but you're just going about it a different way. So I love the power in changing those words from that to your. I think is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, So I love the other piece that, and I couldn't agree more. I think that when it comes to social media, like years ago, it was very curated in my opinion, like very curated. The grid had to look a certain way, color, Mm. like everything was perfect, right? Which was just when I was living in a time where life was anything but perfect, it just felt like, ew, I don't understand where I fit in here and I can't fake it. I'm not a great liar. Um, No no poker face, like none. (laughs) I don't have any, but I still think it's there. I agree with you. I still think that, that that, look of perfectionism and image is still there. And I think there's also a swing where we have so much vulnerability that it's almost raw sometimes where I'm like, "Mm, I don't think that's it either because, and this is just my opinion, not everybody might agree with this, but when we're in this space of being so vulnerable and raw, like you don't want your audience to be left feeling like, oh my God, I feel so broken just reading that. Like that's not what you want either. So I don't know if if that has something that's come across when you are even on social media or in your own podcast. I've had, I've had some incredible interviews. I've had a couple, not a lot. I have had a couple I have not been able to air because I'm just like, no, we can't do this. Vulnerability, vulnerability is so powerful. But if we're going to get on and scream and be angry and, and, and dump everything out, that's also not helpful either. Yeah, I agree with you. I have this basically a rule of thumb when I'm interviewing people, I allow them to open up, but I also remind them, let's not use any personal names. First off, yeah, if you're coming from a place or a business that you're unhappy with, we're not going to use any names of the business or anything that's going to lead back to that. Because once again, we want to be respectful because I don't know the whole story and I don't want to be airing anything that's being negative toward anyone else that may not have done whatever the story is. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like when there is a story that's coming up, I had someone that was like that. They re- revealed something very, very deep. And I said, hey, are you okay with me sharing this? I said, but if I do, I'm going to have to put into the show notes a disclaimer that this is a trigger moment. Mm -hmm. It could be a trigger moment for someone. And that if they are in a state where they're very vulnerable right now, or they've experienced something to not listen to this episode, or I find ways to word it because we have to be really careful with that. And there are some episodes where I, 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 in the past, I didn't air. I didn't really air because I felt like it was just not, you know, you're sitting down with someone and you start talking and then all of a sudden the conversation goes a different direction. You're just like, yeah. mm, not what I expected here, but we're going to keep this camera rolling. <laughs> it's, it's hard as a podcaster, isn't it? It's, a, it's interesting. I've been on that again, on that side, yeah. like, oh my God, I don't know how to stop this. This is just a, and, and it's, it's a challenge, but I mean, everybody's at different points of their stories. There's no criticism in this. But your podcast is your brand. Your podcast is your message. And I actually sent one to my editor before, and I just didn't feel right about it. And she had listened to it and she was like, you absolutely can't air that. Your entire platform is about, you know, owning choices, taking responsibility. And this person was super angry about their story and played the victim the whole time. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I was struggling during the interview because it was completely opposite. So it's an interesting dynamic. I just wanted to, to chat. Oh, I, I love, I love that. I wanted to add on to about the person mm-hmm. that they were not healed. They no. came on to vent and not to share the healing process. And that's why I think people have to be very careful because a lot of people want to be guests and they want to come on and they want to say, well, I've been through this and this and this. But have you healed from it? And what are you doing at this moment in time yeah. from that experience or learned experience that you're using now for the betterment of your life? And a lot of people have to be on a certain level of what we call it self-maturity mm-hmm. to be able to share a story, but at the same time, be respectful of the people involved in the story. Because I can share multiple stories of my life, that I've, what things I've been through, what has happened, 
but never would I down talk someone mm -hmm. in the story or refer back to someone directly. I would never do that because I thank them because that was a lesson I learned. Like Mother Teresa said, people come into your life for a couple of reasons to teach you a lesson or to be a blessing. And what I found out was that the lesson is often the blessing. Mm. Oh. It truly is. I love that. So if the lesson is often the blessing, it is have been some of your big lessons that have been a blessing for you. I would say that I've always been a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. When you have a natural, just thick heart and you care about people, you will go far and beyond for them. So I was always notorious for giving everything and then not getting anything back in return. I felt like that was okay. Mm -hmm. But now in my life, I realized that the greatest love I can ever have is the love I have for myself, self-love, first, respect, honor, integrity. And if I can't have that for myself, then I can't give it to anyone else naturally. Mm -hmm. If I do try to give it to someone else and I don't have it for myself, that's just being basically selfish because I'm trying to get something from them. So I've learned a lot about just honoring myself and honoring people enough to know that they're, they're humans too. And we all make mistakes. But if I could go back in time, I would just learn to respect myself a little bit more, allow myself to feel love for myself and to just say, everything's all good. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. The second lesson I learned is to just follow your passions. Whatever you feel that you're good at, explore it. You don't have to make money doing it right away. And sometimes you're not going to make money doing it. It shouldn't be about money. It should be about fulfillment. And if you get really good at doing something, that's what we call building a skill set. Now that you built a skill set, okay, now let's put that skill set into a plan and then into action. That becomes service. If you get really good at your service, then what happens is there's an energy of exchange. That energy put out, it comes back to you in terms of people thanking you for your service. It was, I'm full of quotes. It was Ralph Emerson. I love quotes. He was the, yeah, he was the father of self-reliance. And he said that no matter how far you are in the woods, if you can preach a better sermon, write a better book, or build a better mousetrap, the world will beat a path to come to your door. Mm. For years, I studied that quote. When I was younger, I thought, oh, I just got to be better than people. I got to be better than this person. Got to be better than that industry. I got to be better in this industry. Over time, as I matured, I realized that he said that you have to become better. Yeah. You have to continue working on yourself, even when no one else is seeing it. No one else is applauding. No one is social media. No one's liking it. No one's commenting on it. No one's. You have to become better at whatever you're doing. And if you keep at it, the world will hear about you. Mm -hmm. It has to by nature's law. It will, the energy of it, and it'll come back at some point. So that's what I've learned. I learned to love myself. And to focus on not competing, but creating. Oh, That's where I stand. Not competing, but creating. I love that. Um, the one thing you're talking about there when you're saying, um, all I kept hearing is how important it is for us to not need the validation from outside of ourselves, right? If you're always looking for it. And I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I know any human who's never experienced that. Like we've all experienced mm -hmm. that. At some point, but if you if you do have to search outside of yourself for it, you're always searching because it's never there's never going to be it's never enough, and it's a it's a thing to catch. And especially with again going back to social media, um, it's really easy to feel validated. Ooh, that reel did well, or that one brought in a lot of ooh. They're doing like it's really a slippery slope for some people. And I often think, you know, I mean, sometimes something I'll put out there will do really well. And sometimes it won't at all. Mm -hmm. And some mm -hmm. of my best connections come from the ones that have two or three comments. Like those are the best connections. So mm -hmm. the numbers don't necessarily mean anything because that external validation will never fix if something feels broken inside. There's a competition right now. I call it virtual uh, real estate. And people are trying to occupy certain spaces online at all time. And a lot of times when you're trying to come into a little spot to, you know, to rent that space for a little bit or to buy it for a little bit, it's over flooded with, with people that are already there trying to knock down the doors because they know that's the spot to be. And that's how social media is. It's a demanding of algorithms. How often can you be online? Where can you be? And it really can cause you to feel very uh, anxious and feel like 
you're not accomplishing much. And I've been there before. I've looked at a video and thought, well, I did pretty damn good on that video. And I look at someone else's video. I'm like, oh, that's what? You got to be kidding me. (laughs) And I go back to my video and I'm like, and I go, that happens because the nature of us, we want to be liked. That is a natural human inclination. We want to be liked. We want to be loved. But the problem is we have to be very careful with the external piece of that, Mm -hmm. that validation on the outside, because if we can't learn to love what we do and be in love with what we do, then we're going to be waiting for someone to tell us that that's good. Green light, you can go, or you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I started back in 2019 with this podcast, and I didn't have people listening much. I really didn't. And I didn't have people supporting much. Nope. And to this day, it's funny. You know, people that you, you think that you've, you've known for years, don't hear a whisper from them mm-hmm. at all. You know, not a, hey, that's amazing. I like to learn, or anything. And I've learned that that's just how some people are. They watch from a distance and they're very quiet. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Then you have some people that you don't even know and they're reaching out to you, like how we met, where we're talking, where we're involved in this conversation. And that is the true nature of energy of mm-hmm. being on the planet. You're going to reach people. I think there was a saying that no matter what you say or do, there is going to be 5% of the population that will not like you. So think about these numbers here. And as I'm an analytic person, I'm going to break it down and for you. So am I. <laughs> All right. So there's over 7 billion people on the planet. And yeah. for the for the people that are out there that are really analytical, you might get me on the cell. He was incorrect. That's okay. I'm just putting it out here right now. I'm going off the top of my head. Yeah. There's 7 billion people on the planet still counting. You take 5% of that, I think that's around 500 million people. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to tiptoe around those people all day. Imagine trying to get their attention all day. Imagine trying to, to reach out to 5 million, 500 million people and saying, hey, do you like me? Do you like what I do? Imagine those 500 million people saying, I don't like you. Imagine what that does to you. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, it becomes absolutely absurd to worry about what the masses are thinking about you. And what I find is that when we look at people on, on television or anything else and people say, oh, they're arrogant, they're rude. Are they really? Or are they just done with hearing the opinions? Here's another quote. Ralph Emerson said, be careful of the masses and fall on the masses because when the M goes silent, yeah. <laughs> you, you're falling a bunch of asses, you know, <laughs> and nobody knows who's leading. <laughs> no, nobody has any idea. Nobody oh has God. any idea. Like, where are we going? Where are we going? Okay, they're leading. Oh, what's their name? I don't know. We're just following them. You know, that's yeah, just how it finally. is. And you have to be careful with that. So when we look at people that are very confident in who they are and and they have this this aura about them, a lot of times it's because they're done with the antics. Mm-hmm. And we need to really get back to being a powerful human beings. And this is once again back to the messaging of purpose, because I believe, Marsha, that we've signed a sacred, personal yeah. contract to be here on this planet with the universe. The problem is we've forgotten that contract because of conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know how we grow up, who we're around. So that contract gets kind of covered up with a bunch of other papers. I call it other people's personal contracts. And they don't even know what their personal contract is. So everybody's confused. Right. So at some point in your life, you have people like ourselves that remind you, hey, you might want to dig through that pile a little bit because what you're living right now, that's not your personal contract. You mm-hmm. got a lot of mess. It's a human mess here. We got to figure out and get through it. And so we can get you on the path of what your, your contract is. And that contract is up to you. And this is the powerful thing about the planet. This is why I love the planet so much, the universe so much. And for the people listening, however you want to call it, whatever name you want to attach to it, it is a higher power, a higher entity, a higher source that we're all from. And whatever your belief is in that, I respect you as long as you're nice and kind to people. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that we're connected to something very powerful. And that connection is inside of us. We can't disconnect from it. But the beautiful thing, this is self-love. This is loved at its highest here. This entity, this force within us loves us so much, it will allow us to make our own decisions. Like you were saying, your own choices. Mm-hmm. It will allow us to do that, even though it knows that it may not be the right choice for us at that time. But we will get that personal nudge once in a while saying, hey, you're on the wrong track. And that wrong track for you could be like, why do I keep going through this? Why do I keep going through these relationships? Why do I keep bringing in all these weird people? Why do I keep going through these jobs? Why do I keep going through all this? That's when you're just nudging you and saying, hey, you're on the wrong track here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let this know. There, this this is not staying. It's for a season, but I got to remind you that this is not what this is about for you right now. And I had a lot of nudges, a lot of nudges. And I finally got the picture like, oh my, 
these sequences of things happening, same result. And I was doing different things, but I was getting similar things happening. I said to myself, whoa, the universe is responding to me saying, you need to get your button gear. And that's when I started realizing about what I wanted to do with the podcast, what I want to do with my life in general, how I wanted to, to leave a mark on this planet. And I believe that this planet needs us to show up more clearly, authentically, uh, more powerfully, because we are co-collaborators of creation with the planet. The planet will be here regardless, even after we're gone. Mm-hmm. I think the dinosaurs have proved that to us. Yes, they have. Right? And the planet will continue to thrive, but it thrives best when things are in sequence with it, when the energies are in alignment. So the more people that we have out here that could be in alignment with their life's purpose. And here's the thing, you don't have to know it right away. It's not a quick answer and then, aha, uh-huh, you wake up and your life is perfect. No, it's an understanding and a development of the process. And when you begin to do that, you'll see things kind of line up for you. You'll begin to see people. You begin to have less friction, less conflict. You'll be able to have more love. You'll be able to let things not bother you. You know, the other day I was driving and someone cut me off in traffic. I was like, all right, well, and then he just threw the hand out the window, gave me the finger. I started laughing and I was like, wait a minute, you cut me off. (laughs) Yet you're going to give me the finger? I'm like, I'm like, wait, hold on. How does that work? And I started thinking about it for a moment. And the less evolved part of me years ago would have honked my horn, probably would have caught up. <laughs> that time uh-huh. I, I would I would roll my car, I'd roll my window down because cars at that time have electric windows. <laughs> I would have rolled it down and and did that and then rolled my window back up. <laughs> <laughs> just to get the but point off. Just to get the point across. And I've been yeah. very animated about it. Let me know how angry I was. Yep. But now, when I think about it, I just laughed and I said, wow, that person must have a really, really uh, strange life or a life that has made them feel like they've got to externally control things. And we go back to this control factor you talked about. Mm-hmm. When you look for outside validation, when you're trying to control things outside yourself, that is what we call out of control. Think yes. about it. You try to control outside of yourself, out of control. You're you're no longer in control of yourself. You're no longer in self-control. You're spinning at this point. <laughs> you know, and that's how I see it. So now I just I just kind of laughed and just said, Oh, oh well. I hope they get to where they're going safely. (laughs) That's always funny because that person who does that ends up getting there like two seconds before you most of the time, right? Like it's not like Mm -hmm. they make up a whole lot of time, Mm -hmm. but I often find now I'll look at them like, wow, they must be far more important than I am. Like if they they must think they're, think they're important, more important than you are. (laughs) Definite irony and sarcasm what I was saying, but yes, a hundred percent. I want to touch on one thing because I love how you said this and I've heard you say this before. And you just talked about this universal contract that we all have. And I, I a hundred percent believe this. I like, I really do. I think the interesting thing is, is that we all come with this universal contract and it's like, we sign up for the chat. We just don't know we did, but we sign up for these um, experiences to become this person or this version of ourselves. And the challenges that we face often are exactly what we need. We don't like them, but they're exactly what we need in order to step in and be able to step into that soul contract. I 100% believe I'm here to talk about the things people don't like to talk about. I 100% believe it. I'm here to showcase stories of people who share experiences that people don't like to talk about. The only way I was going to learn how to do that is by experiencing it myself, which I hated at the time. Mm -hmm. But I often, often go back to that thought that, no, you signed up for this. You need this experience in order to be able to step into that version of yourself. So I love that you shared that. What is your contract and what challenges have you had to walk through in order to embody this? Whoa, what a great question. Let's go back to the word challenge. For me, I see the word challenge as... If you look inside the word challenge, inside that word is change. Challenge brings about change. So whenever you have a challenge, there's something that the universe is asking you to take a look at to possibly change. 
You may not know it at that time, but if you're facing a challenge, eventually you will. Something will change that will bring about a solution. So my universal purpose of being here on this planet is to awaken the human soul. The people that are here as powerful beings, but they're in human bodies, but yet they've forgotten how powerful they really are, and they don't understand the, the purpose of being here and how magnificent that their essence is of sharing space on this planet. My goal is to awaken that, mm -hmm. to show them that it is okay to be human, but at the same time, you have to do your duty of finding out what it is that you're here for and to explore that, to share that with people. That's true love. My universal contract is also to bring awareness to the planet, mm -hmm. that this planet is a powerful force field that has allowed us to be here as guests. And I want to remind people of that. We are guests here on planet Earth. We're not running things here, although it may seem like it. But if you think you're running things here, let a snowstorm come through. You'll find out real fast you're not running stuff. <laughs> no. Or, you know, we see around the world with things happening with, with the weather patterns. I mean, we're, we're beginning to understand that we are not as powerful as we think we are to maintain ourselves on this planet. So we have to have an understanding of awareness of loving the planet more, loving ourselves more. And understanding, too, that we are all different. I want to bring awareness to the human journey. That's what I'm here for. Because I realize my journey has been so deviated. Like I've had so many shifts and changes. And I was like, well, I talk about challenges and changes, so I guess I have to live that kind of lifestyle. And this is not something that I involuntarily do and say, hey, you know what? Sorry, but I'm going to go ahead and change. No, it doesn't happen that way. Just I get up in situations where I have to figure out, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. And I realized there was one point in my life, Marsha, where I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to be a person who talks about change and challenges. Maybe I can change my topic because I seem to be going through a lot of changes and challenges. But I think that one of my things is that since I do have the voice, I think I have been brought here as a, as a voice of reason for people. Mm -hmm. I think it's that my soul speaks, not my throat, not my vocal cords. It's just my soul uses my my vocal cords as an instrument to bring the message across. So I think I speak from the from the internal part of me first. I think that's why I really feel I resonate with people because I am coming from a place of of love. And love is powerful. Love is strong. Love is confident. Love is courageous. It's not something that we just think we have to be weak with. I want to make clear of that, especially to the men out there. Who think that, oh, you know, I can't have love in this and love in that. Love is the best thing you can do for yourself. And this is for all, for all people, for all genders, for all choices. I mean, this love is the most unique thing that you can incorporate into your life, but you have to start first from within. So my objective of being here on this planet is two things: to awaken the human spirit, to allow people to realize how powerful they are, and to live a life of their own purpose. And two, to use my time here, however I earn, however I do, to spend that time giving back to the planet by helping out with, with all kinds of things, you know, habitats, uh, endangered species. Um, and I have a big passion too for, for the youth, for, for kids, showing them the education, helping them show them how powerful the planet is, how powerful they are. So I have a lot of things I want to do while I'm here on this planet, but the but I do know what that vision is. I have it clear in my head already. I know how it's going to unfold. And whether I get to that full ending or not, here's the beautiful thing, everyone. I know I gave it a go. Mm. And I can live with myself and wake up every day knowing that I gave it a go. Oh, one of my guiding posts is always that I don't want to have regrets. And so, because again, we, we've all experienced somebody whose life was cut very short. And I often think that I don't want to have regrets. And so there are times where an opportunity comes up or something, and I can feel myself going like, that's kind of scary. But my question I always come back to is, will I regret it if I say no? In the big picture down the road, will I regret it? And it's almost always the answer is like, oh, absolutely. So then it's like, okay, you're going to have to say yes and figure it out. Because I don't want to have regrets. Like I literally want to have a space where I can say, I, I gave it everything I had. Like I literally left it all on the table and chose to live so 
real, raw, and present as much as possible. That's really important to me because I've been surrounded by a lot of people who do have a lot of regrets and they openly talk about them. And they'll also be living a life that majority people would be very like envious of having, but they're actually miserable at the core. And it's really sad to me because it's, again, going back to this whole validation piece, it doesn't matter what you have or you don't have, because you can have it all and be completely miserable and not fulfilled in your life. So this piece on not having regrets really hits for me because again, we did, like you said, we have one life. This is what we're here for. One life and you get no refunds. That's why I tell people there's no refunds. Pay the price. Make sure you know what you're paying for because you get no refunds. So if you choose to spend your time, I'm going to say spend your time, wasting your time on things that don't matter, you're not going to get that back. And you have to think about that now. And I want to go back to to what you were saying about, you know, the uh, not making any, having any regrets. Dr. Miles Monroe, he was a great speaker. He said that the richest place in the world is not the gold mines, not diamond mines. The richest place in the world is a cemetery. It is there where all the dreams, books never written, all the ideas have gone with the people who didn't give it a go. Yeah. And I never want to be one of those people. I want to be a person that they say, man, Adrian, this person over here, he did something. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember what that that thing. Yeah, that's the person that, yeah, he did that. Not because of vanity, but because I impacted people that way. And this is back to impact versus popularity. Mm-hmm. I'm about impacting. I don't care how many followers a person has. And I want to go back to social media because I think that's where the problem is right now today with not just us, our youth. We're in a very fast paced society. And let's be honest, social media rules the game. Now we're using social media for a good reason. Mm-hmm. But think about this video. How many people are going to watch this video? A lot. I believe a lot will, but a lot won't because they're being distracted by other things, mm-hmm. gaining their attention. And then they're going to wonder why their life is still the same, why their life is not working out for them. And if we look at what's happening to what you said, external validation, think about all the relationships that are going on in you know the areas of social media. When you think about the high, well, actors and actresses, we look at them and we see them as perfect. And here's the thing, there's no such thing as perfection. There's not. But we, but the media perpetuates them as perfect. Mm-hmm. But why is it that every time we turn around, we're getting these in our social media feeds that they're dating somebody else, they're, they're going with someone else? Because they're jumping in and out of things, because they're not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find something. They're trying to get it from people, and that's not working. And that's what we're talking about here. It's, it's, it's being true. The smoke and mirrors has to, has to stop. And we have to start allowing ourselves to really look at things truthfully and ask the question, how authentic is this person? How, um, how much integrity do they really have? What is it about them? Begin to investigate and look at things deeply. Question things is what I challenge you all to do. Question something. So when someone brings you information, they say, oh, yeah, I got that from this. Okay, well, can I take a look at it? But well, 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 no, that's what they said. I, I know that's what they said, but can I take a look at this information? I want to know for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, question the source and then go and find the secondary source, question that and, and then backtrack and figure out, is, is this your truth? Because at the end of the day, it's about acceptance of what is our truth. And your truth and my truth may be very different. And that's okay. As long as I know that my truth allows me to function as a person of integrity. <laughs> and you can have your truth as long as it allows you to function as a person of integrity, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, we're all functioning off of personal truths. And we have to get back to what is your personal truth? When your titles are gone, when your name is no longer like your name, your title, who you're associated with, what is your personal truth as a being on this planet? What is it? Mm-hmm. I know I'm Adrian. I know I'm this person, this person, this person. Those are titles. That's who I've, who I've, decided to be in the realm of energy and how I give it, but who I am personally deep down, that's me. That's, that's, that's who I am. And I show up in my life every day. Like that wake up in the morning with that personal truth. I'm not waking up in the morning thinking that I'm the person on social media. I'm wake up in the morning thinking that I'm a co-collaborative creation with the planet Mm -hmm. and I have a right to be here. That's my personal truth. 
Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think the thing that I, I mean, I can feel your heart, you know, it's there. I can, like, you can see it, but I want anybody who's listening to let it land for you that you can do that too. Like you can, you can tap into like what your purpose is and live it and like lead it every single day, which means not everyone's going to agree with you. Not everyone is going to like you. Um, going back to the whole 5%, it's funny as humans, I often, I'll get messages from people. This is a regular one saying, you know, I'm showing up in my message. I'm showing up with my voice and and speaking and look at these messages. And I'm like, okay, well, there's 15 messages there and there's one from an idiot. So why, <laughs> why is the one getting all of your attention and you got 14 incredible messages here? So it's just a reminder, you know, like what we focus on, we see more of. So it, does, it wouldn't take me long to go to social media right now and find the dark side, the negative side. It wouldn't take me long. But I also am super particular about what's on my feed. I've like muted and unfollowed so many things because I'm like, I want to yeah. feel a certain way when I open it. I don't want to be pulled into a trap of anger and resentment and frustration. And because I know that doesn't just take me off for that time that I'm on the app, it'll take me off for longer and it can actually affect the day. It can affect my energy, the day, how I show up, what I share, what I do. So it's just being, I hear what you're saying. And I love it in the sense that just how can you be more mindful of the things that maybe take you off course of your purpose so that you can get back on track and stay in that lane. I love that. And the, what you said about the that one comment that can shift everything for you. And I think it's because negativity has such a powerful force behind it because mm -hmm. the people who are negative, they really are connected to their negativity. And I think that's why it impacts people. We have some people that they're, they don't really know their energy and they they don't really stand behind it, but there's negative people. They stand behind their negative energy. That's the only thing I can give them. They know <laughs> they're negative. And they don't care. No. And I think that's why it's so powerful because it's that force. I'm not saying it's good, but it's just that force coming behind it. They're so they're so sure that they're the that that their negativity, their comment is the right comment. Mm -hmm. And it's funny you said that because I have this saying now that when you do have some negative comments, it's all right. That means that you're reaching an organic audience, reaching people who typically wouldn't see you. And yeah. that's where you want to you want to go if you're uh, listening to this and you're trying to do podcasting or any type of speaking, you're going to get some negativity. And at some point, you like you said, Marsh, you have to, you have you look at it and you move on, or you just turn it off because it's going to happen. And when it happens, okay, fine, whatever. That means I'm out in the stratosphere. I'm out here in the open mm -hmm. because I used to when I first started, I used to get into this whole thing of like, oh, that's a great comment. That's a great comment. That's a great comment. All of a sudden, I see a comment and I'm like. Wait a minute, what do they mean by that? Maybe I should reach out to them. <laughs> and then, and now we send a comment back, right? And yeah. Of course, we know how that goes. That created a chain. They got their attention, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got we attention fed right into it, right? Let's, let's yeah. go. Let's go at it now. And, yeah. and I never went at them, but they just kept being yeah. negative. And I'm like, what is this person? So then I just, when I see a negative comment, I don't even respond. I just say, okay, what's a negative comment? Because the way I see it, you have a right to comment negativity, but I have also a right not to respond to it. So good. That is so, so if, good what you just said. So if you want to put that on there, on this, on the feed, however you want to, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But here's a funny thing for the negative people out there. I have the ability to erase that comment. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to stop you from sending comments like that. You can put a frog emoji, however you want to, and cover yourself up and hide. <laughs> like a lot of them do. Because <laughs> you look at most of them, they don't have their face. Like, okay, you're so... You're, you know, you're so confident in your, in your negativity. Where's your face at? Who are you? Frog three, two, six, four, five. Like what is happening I'm here? I'm dying right now because it, it, I, it, I just, it, I got one not that long ago. It was so bad. <laughs> and I looked at it, I'm like, okay, Barbie, like it's a Barbie face and it's like user three, four, seven, whatever. And they I'm just never show their faces. Going, no, like it's, you know what? And it's, and that's, and I love that you're saying that because you get to decide in the moment what you take in. Some days I'll leave that on there. Some days I won't leave it on there. I'll block and delete because I also have a very, um, and I love them. I have a very um, engaged kind of community that if they saw that on there, they would jump all over it. 
and mm-hmm. sex. So sometimes I'm like, ooh, that one's going to like cause some. Yeah, let's not have them get into a little bit yeah. of a text war just, here. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. But it's, and it's okay. Yeah. It's like you get to decide. And so I, again, a client was like, so you just delete it and block it? I'm like, yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah it's gone. Move there, on. It's not. There's the no need of. There's only you're trying to. I had this thing. I used to. I worked in retail for a long time before I found my path. And I had this saying. The saying is that, you know, customers are always right, and I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Customers are never always right, but neither are we right trying to prove them wrong. Mm, I like that. that's what I that's what I discovered for myself. So mm-hmm. I, I consider negative people like that. Negative people are not always right. They mm-hmm. they have a story, a perception. That has changed their way of thinking and how they see the world. And they just like to spew out negativity. Even yeah. if it's positive, think about it. A negative person coming onto your feed to be negative, and you have a positive feed. Like, why the hell are you even here? Go to go somewhere else to be negative. How'd you find us? Get out of here. <laughs> Silly human. Like get out of here. <laughs> the place you want to hang out? Like, I don't even like, get yeah. out of here. That yeah. just shows you how negative they are. They have to go into a positive feed to show people their negativity. And it's like, no. Yeah. So I see it as like, it's not our responsibility to prove them wrong. So if they're being negative, I think as a leader to a leader like yourself and, and a person who's at impact, our responsibility is to take care of the people, our, our tribe. Yeah. And so our responsibility is to make sure that our tribe is getting support from us the best that we can. And we put our energy out trying to, to toggle with minions, or I call them silly humans, and trying to get them to see things our way or trying to be right. It's like, no, they're not going to be that way. They're going to be negative. Just let them be little negative people. And then they can, they'll disappear at some point. Their energy will just disperse. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's how I see it. So it's, it's really important that we understand that as a person here on the planet, you're going to have some things you're going to bump into. We go back to the challenges again, you know, think about planet earth. We're spinning in outer space right now. We're not attached to anything. But if you go outside of planet Earth, there is stuff flying all over the place, meteorites, all kinds of things. And that is like how human life is. When you're at home, you're in planet Earth. Everything's good. You walk outside the door, here comes negative people. <laughs> here comes negative oh waves God, from the radio. Analogy. Here I comes negative that. energy. And you're like, what is happening? What is going on here? This person just cut me off in traffic back to that person that flipped, flipped me off. And I'm not really mad at them, but maybe I was. But yeah, they're, they're, it was one of those things where it's like, that's what I thought about. I walk outside my door. Okay, now I'm in a different galaxy now. Mm-hmm. So now I have to navigate myself and be cautious of what orbits around me. Because I'm going to get hit every now and then with something and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Their planet gets hit with a lot of things, but do we see planet Earth saying, oh, okay, all right, guys, I'm going to stop spinning now. <laughs> I'm done. done for the day. I'm done. <laughs> Gravitational pull, we're done. We're, we're shutting down. I'm, I'm upset. You know, the planet doesn't do that. It just keeps going and going because it knows that this is part of the process. So for everyone listening, it's part of the process when you mm-hmm. go through things like that. You have someone that's on your job and they're getting on your last nerve. It's part of the process. The goal is not to get wrapped up into their story. Hmm. I love everything that you've just shared. And it, it reminds me, I saw a quote um, since you've given so many good quotes. I'm not going to do this one justice, but I saw <laughs> a little clip and it was Tom Hanks. And he said, you know, when you're going through a difficult time, it's always important to remember that this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And because it, we can get really caught up in like what's happening. And sometimes we're in the middle of it which some of these last couple of years have felt like that, to be honest, it's been a, a challenging time, but this too shall pass. And he said, and also remember that when things are going great, this too shall pass. Like you're, you're not wrong because things aren't going great for you at this time. This could be your biggest breakthrough and learning time, even though things don't feel like, it feels like nothing is going right. So I just love that because I say that all the time. Sometimes I'll be stuck in something and I'm like, no, this too shall pass. Like this is going to pass. It's just a stage. It's a stage. So whatever story we make up about it is the story that we believe. And our thoughts are very powerful. So we have to be very mindful what we're saying. Thoughts become things. Thoughts thoughts are energy. Everything comes down to energy. The laws of physics at the end of the day, everything's energy. And when we think about that, we have to think about what kind of energy are we putting out there? And you mentioned before about Tom 
was a Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Great, yeah. great quotes, by the way. But think about the human body. You know, another analogy. I love giving analogies. Mm-hmm. So we think of homeostasis as the body trying to stay the same. And that's not what homeostasis is. It's the body trying to maintain its function within the challenges of the body. Mm-hmm. So that's how the body works. The body is going to fluctuate throughout the day based off of stresses that come from the environment, from things that we're taking in energetically, physically. The body understands that. So the body's objective is no matter what's going on, your heart still needs to beat. No matter what goes on, your blood still needs to go. Blood pressure still, still needs to be a certain way. Your brain still needs to function. So your body is focused internally on these things need to be done regardless of what's going on, on the outside. It may fluctuate, but we need to make sure it gets back to the point where it functions at its capacity to keep you active the way that you need to be. We have to see our lives this way. When we're going through things, a lot of times, you have a great day, you know, everything's good. You're like, man, this is a great day. I've had days like, like oh, wow, this is a great day. Like, everything's going good. Oh, man, this is, what can every day be like this? All of a sudden, something happens. <laughs> life comes around, life comes around, taps you on the show, say, hey, hey, I'm glad you're having a good day. But Here this is a thing called challenges that I just got to remind you of because, you know, you are on planet Earth and um, yeah, things just, you know, things change, you know, how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so you'll get that nudge on the shoulder from life. Then you're like, oh man. And you just kind of just, you go into the state of like, how did my day just, just end like that? And this is what we got to get out of. Your day didn't end like that, but your thinking is. And so at the end of the day, if something happens, think about all the things that went good that day. Yeah. One little minor thing that happened. Mm-hmm. One thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's why we have to have back to the purpose again. When you have this purpose in your life or you have a a purpose you're working on, I want to get back to that. If you don't have a purpose, that's okay. If you don't know what that purpose is, that's okay. That's why I say shaping your purpose your way. That's that's what I use, shaping your purpose. If you're working on shaping something, you're thinking about it, you're, you're reflecting on it, it makes your days that much better because when someone comes around you and they don't know their purpose, well, they're going to try to take you on their little train ride of negativity. And you will not be a passenger because you're like, nope, I'm in the driver's seat of my emotions here. Thank you very much. I don't want to be a passenger in your car. I'm not going there with you. You're not going to drive me crazy today. <laughs> I'm in the driver's seat. I'm good. Then you start feeling like your life is meaningful. And this is not to say that your life is going to be 100% optimistic and, and positive all day long. Because Don't get me wrong. I'm optimistic and positive, but I do have my moments. I'm a human. I have moments where I will get pissed about something. I have moments where I can get really sad. I have some moments I can get really irritated. But here's the difference between me and the next person. I know that that is a passing of time, like you said. That's a passing of energy. And that energy, I know to put it towards something different. Okay, so I got a lot of negative energy right now. What do I do about that? Do I take it out on people? No. Do I take it out on myself? No. Okay, I've got a lot of pent-up energy. Oh, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a run. Let's go exercise. Let's do something productive that can take that energy now that's negative and let's turn it, yield it, reshape it into something different. And that's where we have to learn how to do that as humans. Take that energy and and to use it into a different direction. I love all of this. Honestly, I love it's a very deep conversation, which is exactly what I figured we would be having. (laughs) It's pretty sure. <clears throat> it's pretty sure. Um, I love it. Um, you help people like with their podcast, with their voice, with their message, like getting their their message out there. Where can people connect and learn the most about you? They can go to yourpurposeful.life. That is the website, yourpurposeful.life. It is there you'll learn a bit more about the podcast, about what people are saying. And you can also go to adrianstarks.net. That's another website I have. That website is, is in, a, in the formation of being changed a bit, but you'll get a glimpse of kind of my multiple layers of who I am as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, as a writer. You get to learn a little bit more about me and just follow me on social media. I'm on all social media channels, uh, Instagram, you can just you know, underscore Adrian Starks. I'm on Facebook, Adrian Starks. I'm on um, LinkedIn, on YouTube. Just go and find me. You could type me in Google. I'm pretty much everywhere. (laughs) 
I love that. I love that. And I, I completely relate and understand. And so I will make sure everything is in the show notes. Um, I love the deep conversation. I love the conversations you have on your podcast. And I mean, anybody looking for very deep, heartfelt conversations and really wanting to maybe, you know, if you're in a space of not sure what your purpose is, which it, again, I love how you said that it's, it's okay if you don't is I heard a mentor say the other day, you know, where, where can you be curious? Like where, what's like, what are you curious about? What is lighting something you up? Like, what is something you want to learn more about? And just by listening to some of the conversations on your show, then that might open up and ask, get people asking questions about themselves to maybe understand a little bit more about what their purpose is and what they're here for. So I will definitely continue to shout that out and share all the links to your show. Excellent. And I wanted to add one thing. So about the show, the show is every releasing episode every week. The full video of that episode is available every Saturday on my YouTube channel. So go and subscribe to that. That way you can have the full video. And for every guest on the show, they're very unique to me. They connect with me in a certain way because out of curiosity. And like you mentioned before, curiosity is the thing. Mm -hmm. There's not a person on the show that, that is on the show for a reason. And if you have interview for the show or try to be on the show, you're not on the show, it doesn't mean you're not good. It's just sometimes energetically, there's things that, that don't align with, with what we're doing. So the show has, it has a certain type of person that I bring on, like yourself, Marsha, and other people that align with the show's purpose. So I want to thank you for your time today. It's been an absolutely fascinating conversation. I feel like we've been friends for years. I know. <laughs> I, I love, I, that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. Sometimes I feel like I've known the person for a really long time, but yeah. I, love, I love what you shared there. And I think that that's so powerful because, I mean, in the beginning, I said yes to everybody being on the show. And then it was like, this is not working. This is not in mm -hmm. line with who I am. The stories are all over the map. And then it got to a point where I was like, no, I have to start to honor who is here and who I want to have conversations with. And I mean, I definitely say more no's now than yeses. Like 100%, I say more no's. So it's it, honoring yeah. those connections. But when you do that, though, it creates the deep conversations, right? The deep conversations you get to have with somebody else is because you're not just saying yes to everybody. You are saying yes to the, the lane, the people that you can connect with. Absolutely. It certainly says a lot. And like you said earlier in the show today, it's it's a platform. It's it's your energy. It's it's something that you're trying to give out to the world. And you have to be very mindful of what who comes on that platform. Just a quick thing, two things, you know, then I know that we have to go, but mm -hmm. I love talking to you. So I have to say this. One, I noticed a wonderful bookshelf in the background. So if anyone knows me, I love books. I'm a huge book fanatic, and I see that there's one book that I have in my collection that is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I can see that book on the, the third, the second row, right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's being, a couple yeah. <laughs> Do you have the one about breaking the habit of being yourself? Yes. Oh, that is that is a game changer right there. That that one there woke me up. I got mad reading that book a little bit. I was like, Oh, dare you! tell me that I need to change my, there's nothing wrong with me. This is when I first started my self-development journey. I'm like, I actually had to stop and start out there. that one a few times. I did. I had to stop and start it because I was like, what? This isn't my fault. And then it's like, oh. It you does know? challenge you to think that way. It's like, no, it's not my fault. It's their fault, not my fault. But it, what a wonderful book. And the last thing I wanted to say is that we talk about bringing people in your platform. Oprah talked about this when she had her talk show for years. She realized toward the tail end of her talk show that she was bringing on people that she didn't want on, but it was because of the ratings. And it was one moment where she brought on some people, a group of people, and they were spreading hate. I'm not going to say exactly who they were, but she realized she thought she was just doing an interview to expose them. And, and to kind of get to the, get down to the, the understanding of what you're doing is wrong. But what she realized after the show is, oh my goodness, they used me to spread more hate mm -hmm. because by watching this, think how many viewers that they've recruited. Oh my gosh. And so at that moment in time, she realized that, no, I'm not doing this again. So that's when she parted ways and she began to ask herself about her own purpose. What do I want my show to be? Mm -hmm. And this is where the Spiritual Soul Sunday show came in that she does now. Of bringing on spiritual leaders, spiritual teachers, people that she feels are the embodiment of, of, of what she 
likes about life and reality and human and the evolution of the soul. That's why it's called Super Soul Sundays. And she formed her own network, OWN. Mm-hmm. And I'm not working for her, by the way, so the audience knows. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying because we, you know, when you're like us, you research people who inspire you, mm-hmm. and you learn about their story because that can actually help you. So this ties into our conversation that she realized that she didn't want to have a, a, a certain group of people on her show, but she needed to really energetically align. So her next question for her producers are now are, are, are this: when they bring her someone on the show, she says, "Okay, what is the intention?" Of bringing this person on it's the first question she always asked him what is the intention behind this this group this person and what is your intention mm-hmm. well we want to bring them on because this would be great for ratings no i asked you what is the intention of this person what are they about and why do you feel they need to be on my show mm-hmm. how can they help the people that are listening and that is where she goes with it love that and just that's just something that I'm very happy that you're doing mm-hmm. um, as a podcaster, as an interviewer, because believe it or not, you like I said, you have a powerful platform. And I'm happy. To, and I don't say yes often to people because mm-hmm. like just like shows, we have to be very mindful of who we come on, you know, and how we expose ourselves because that energy needs to go in the right places. So I'm very happy to have met you, Marsha. You're a wonderful host, by the way. <laughs> Extraordinary. I adore you. Thank you so much. Honestly, I love everything that you said there. And there's just, there was so many messages that hit home that I, that they just really mean a lot to me. And I know that we've given a lot of value to people who maybe they're in the early stage of podcasting and they want to figure out how to share it and find their voice and message, or maybe they just like fell in love with listening to your voice for the last hour. So all of it's good. All of it's great. There's a ton of value. I have one more question for you and it is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? Failure. Failing over and over again, because failure has taught me that I didn't lose anything. I learned something. It's been my greatest teacher. Not that I look forward to it, but that it has taught me of resiliency of the human spirit. Mm-hmm. When you see me today or anyone hears my voice, they think, oh, this person is so happy. He's optimistic. But very rarely will people understand the things that I've overcome and gone through. Mm-hmm. And when they hear it, sometimes they'll be like, whoa, whoa, how did you Failure teaches you a lot of things. It teaches you about who you are as a person. It teaches you about how powerful you truly are. Mm-hmm. And that has been the greatest lesson to me is, is failing, but knowing that no matter how hard I fail, I can always, always grow forward. Not just go forward, but I can grow from that experience to do something better. Socrates, great Greek philosopher, I have him tattooed on my forearm, actually, because I just really was inspired by him. He said, failure is not where you have fallen. Failure is where you have stayed once you have fallen. Do you have that tattooed on your arm, that quote? Not the quote, but I have him. I have his face tattooed on my forearm. Okay. Can you say that one again? That one's powerful. Yes. Failure is not where you have fallen. Failure is where you have stayed once you have fallen. Ooh. Now that that's powerful. That is really, really powerful. I oh, absolutely love that quote because it always reminds me, Lisa Nichols talking about how, you know, you can drive through the valley. I bucket list. Like I actually interviewed somebody last week who was coached directly by Lisa mm-hmm. Nichols. And I'm like, oh, we're getting the close degrees here. I'm just I like know. Hi Lisa. How you doing? <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but she said like, it's, you know, you're going to drive through those valleys where things are not going right. Things are like, you're having a lot of failures, but you can slow down and drive through, or you can pull over by real estate and live there. You get to decide what you do in those moments. And every time I have those moments where I'm like, nothing is working right now. Like what is going wrong? And I sit there and I'm like, okay, well, nothing is wrong. And we're not going to buy real estate. We're literally just passing through. We're driving super slow today. 
in the valley and we're moving through. So I absolutely love that quote. Like that is just, I don't know if I've, I've heard that or if anyone said that on the show before, but I love that. And I love how fast you answered failures because some people will get so tripped up when I ask them what they're like most grateful for. And they'll think, and they'll think, and that's okay. Because it's like, I think sometimes we're trying to think about what's the right answer. And I'm like, go with your gut, go with your gut. Like, what is it? And I love how you said failure right away. Failure has been the thing that has jarred my, my body into a direction of either desperation or inspiration. Yeah. It has, it has moved, it has propelled me into a moment where if this is, I can't do this anymore. No, I'm not, not going this again. Or it's moved me into a moment of, I've failed this multiple times. I deserve my chance. Mm-hmm. And so it, it gives you either of those feelings. And for me, failure is something that I used to shun away from. But if people were to ask me, do I want failure or success? I would say, well, you don't learn a lot with success, but you learn a lot with failure. Mm-hmm. And that becomes your success. Mm-hmm. So I would take the failure to learn from it so that I can have successful actions. Beautiful. Like absolutely beautiful. Cannot even have success without failure. I don't think you can. I don't mm-hmm. think you have to have that walk through it. So honestly, thank you so much for being here, Adrian, and for sharing it's so much. Pleasure. It's a deep conversation, which I absolutely loved. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.